in this past time but he was preaching to his brothers wives and others right because they were lamenting hiranyaksha's wife because they were lamenting after the departure of hiranyaksha who has been killed by varahadev so after that hiranyaksha demons his wife was lamenting and then hiranyakashipu narrates the story of a king who was killed in the battlefield and all his wives were lamenting and how yamaraj himself appeared as a young boy and started speaking philosophy of krishna consciousness the philosophy of difference between the body the mind and the soul and there is no point lamenting the, the real person has not actually died only the body in this way uh, this young boy very cute very attractive convinces the lamenting family and hiranyakashipu narrates this past time to pacify the widows of hiranyaksha so we can see that look even in the situation uh, hiranyakashipu is utilizing this opportunity to preach <laughs> the everyone is lamenting they are ready to listen so he is using that opportunity to give some krishna consciousness so that is the mentality of devotee so devotee tries to help uh, everyone uh, and especially if the circumstances are favorable for example now uh is the shila prabhupad book distribution marathon as we know so here our aim is to meet people now and distribute books now the mood is not really too sober generally if you go to the city there are many travelers at least travelers are coming and people are a little bit more in a relaxed mood and if you consider travelers they are in a more relaxed mood uh they are in a you know sightseeing enjoyment mood but some of them they have some tendency to spend some money especially when it come gets closer to christmas they have a tendency to spend money they have a tendency to be a bit more jolly and happy the holidays are coming so that is the time we can approach them and distribute books so that's the history of uh, book distribution marathon and it was primarily called christmas marathon over the years the reason being uh, devotees notice that during this period people have the money, uh, the money and they want to spend the money generally after christmas everyone is broke if the next day after christmas okay boxing day is a different story but after that if you go out on the street everyone is telling i am broke now it's the people are telling they are broke but till christmas they have to buy some christmas gifts so that is a part of the culture everyone has to buy something so then uh that spending mentality can be utilized that's why back then devotees noticed that everyone is a bit jolly everyone is happy they were in a spending mood so devotees thought okay this is a great time to distribute books and then they told prabhupad can we do like a marathon and prabhupad was very happy and then devotees were going out and were distributing thousands of books in a single day thousands of books so that was the time of book distribution marathon in the beginning so everything evolved if you see the history of krishna consciousness everything evolved first there was no real concept of book distribution devotees didn't know how to distribute books that was the beginning didn't know how to distribute books there was no concept of book distribution as such of course shila prabhupad is the original book distributor he indeed started book distribution in india 
right? He was personally distributing back to Godhead magazines. So that is the beginning of book distribution. He was the author, he was the publisher, he was the distributor. <laughs> Everything was still the Prabhupada. Then in America, of course, we can see he went as a book distributor. He took the message and he took the books. So in the initial engagements that Srila Prabhupada had, Prabhupada was distributing books personally. And then it took some time, devotees realized about book distribution because they went to a fuel station and started speaking to the person who is in the shop, the shopkeeper, and instead of some money for the fuel, he spoke and he gave Bhagavad Gita, some books. Then he took the book. And then they realized, okay, this is a good way. We can actually distribute books and we can get some money. So this is the beginning of book distribution. They didn't know. And if they were distributing even one or two books, they were very happy. It, just, it was just a matter of time. They invented the means how to distribute thousands of books in one day. So that's the history of book distribution marathon. And now it has been uh, spread around the world. So that is very interesting that it is going very well over the years and at one point we could see that it wasn't happening so much at least it lost the momentum we could say but now it has again picked up so this year Vaisheshika Prabhu started this campaign this campaign is called Live to Give 2023 the campaign is called Live to Give it's a very apt title right this is capturing in essence the mood of Srila Prabhupada Live to Give Hmm? Not the other way around, you know. <laughs> you know, we, we want we don't want we want to just give. So that is a mentality. So that is the mentality of the, the advanced devotees, Srila Prabhupada. And in this campaign, if you'll be surprised what is the target, worldwide target of Bhagavad Gita. That is 3.7 million Gitas in this month. In this live to give campaign. Isn't it very good? Isn't it very amazing? 3.7 million Bhagavad Gita as it is during this month. So that is the, the target worldwide, global target we have. And that is really uh, encouraging. So different temples are pledging, okay, we will do this much. It's, it's like, you know, Lakshmi contribution. Similarly, we are contributing Shastra. We are contributing the distribution of Bhagavad Gita because it can transform the life. So different temples, some temples thousand, some, some temples, you know, hundred thousand, one lakh, ten lakh, like that. So for us, we, our target is about 8,500. 8,500. So that is a very good target. And we had to do something about it. <laughs> so that's why we have different ways. People do Shastradan, people can give support, give Lakshmi, people can just buy books. The best is get some books and distribute. Whoever we know, just distribute books. And if you don't know how to get the Lakshmi from the people, give it as a donation. Give, give the books as a donation, just for free. But somehow or other, we need to distribute books. So this is the mood. So this is the mood of the devotee. And and this is the, the greatest example that we are setting in front of everyone. If you see, one of the books which has been distributed worldwide mostly is Bible. Bible has been distributed for ages. But now if you see Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavad Gita is also being distributed profusely. And it is very good because 
it can transform the lives of people and it can transform our own lives if you go on distribution even if you do a few hours if you do a few full days we can see ourselves how it is helping us how our own mood is changing our own krishna consciousness is changing if you are distributing books then our mood is completely different you do sankirtan for a day and evening your mood is different you feel like giving you feel like preaching you feel enthused this is actually the the power of sankirtan praladananda maharaj was making a, making a point one time that uh, in his younger days they were distributing book, uh, books and those marathons were not just 8 hours even 12 hours 14 hours these are the marathon 16 hours that is the marathon from morning till night they were distributing books and uh, towards the end of the marathon the body will be completely tired right there is no energy don't know even what to speak <laughs> but doesn't matter they will distribute books and even though so tired they hardly they are speaking anything still devotees are taking books <laughs> so that is the amazing thing so if you are enthused and if you go out and if you try to be an instrument in the hands of shila prabhupada and krishna then the magic will start somehow or other we don't know how that is the mercy of krishna it will start happening happening it is like during marathon if there are a box of books or a bag of books then the books will start jumping out from the bag <laughs> how we don't know it will happen <laughs> so sometimes if if, if he is completely dejected and if he is standing someone will ha- come and ask you know is that a bhagavad gita or someone will ask you know can i get a book so things will happen in distributing bhagavad gita so this is very important for us to remember during this time mm-hmm. i remember one time i was in taralgan and uh, books were not going and i was just standing there then immediately i saw a lady spoke spoken to her and then she started telling she was looking for a bhagavad gita the previous night and in on internet she found so many gitas and she didn't know what to buy so she didn't purchase and i said okay this is the bhagavad gita for you this is the bhagavad gita as it is so we can see that we can act as an instrument in the hands of guru parampara so here if you see uh, what narsimhadev is telling to pralad maharaj is actually very instructive because he is actually is actually one way of preaching that's why he's telling you even though your father has already been purified hiranyakashipu has already been purified how hiranyakashipu has been purified by the touch of the lord sashila prabhupad gives in lectures uh, he says the de- the demons are so fortunate because they are able to wrestle with krishna <laughs> they are getting they are getting the touch of krishna's transcendental body even though they are getting killed ultimately they are going back home back to godhead so this is the mercy of the lord just by the touch of krishna demons are going back to go back home back to godhead there can be some minor details as it is given here they may take birth some other planet for some time but after that in turn they are going back home back to godhead we can also know that next birth what happened to hiranyakashipu and hiranyaksha they became no ravana and kumbhakarna so these are past time because they had to go through how many births 
three births. So, Ravana and Kumbhakarna, then Shishupal and Dantavakra, and then they go, go back home, back to God, Godhead. But a partial form has already appeared in the Kali Yuga as Jagai and Madai. So we can see these are pastimes of the Lord. These are pastimes of the Lord. We can see. So even though such details do exist, ultimately we can understand that they are recipients of mercy of the Lord and they go back home, back to Godhead. And here Madhvajarya also gives the example of Madhu and Kaidaba. They were the demons in the beginning of the creation, Madhu and Kaitapa. Hmm. So Madhu and Kaitapa, uh, they fought with the Lord and Vishnu killed Madhu and Kaitapa. And even their relatives also performed ritualistic ceremonies. So, and they also tried to go back home, back to Godhead. So this is very auspicious. So here, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is again, he will perform all the Shraddha ceremony, whatever is required to set the example. Even though his father is now purified and there is no problem with his, with his father. He is now not a demon. He is a devotee. He is Sri Hiranyakashipu. That's why in the beginning of the Leela in itself, Hiranyakashipu is addressed as Sri Hiranyakashipu, giving respect to Hiranyakashipu because ultimately he is a devotee and he is going to get the association of the Lord and he is going to in one sense embrace the Lord you know, on the lap. Usually child is placed on the lap. <laughs> of the mother here, the, he, uh, the Lord Narasimhadev placed Hiranyakashipu on his lap for what? To do the surgery. Mm-hmm. The heart was opened, and it is mentioned the Lord opened, and he, he was thinking, you know, how can his heart be so cruel? I'm, I am supposed to live in his heart as the Paramatma, and am I still there? Narasimhadev was thinking, and so he ripped apart the heart and looked what's going on in this heart. How can he be so envious of the devotees so that he was ready to kill his own son, five-year-old boy? How can he do that? How can he be so cruel? How can he act with such godlessness? So he wanted to really see the heart. He did that. So as it is mentioned, the operation was very successful, but patient died. That is... Hiranyakashipu. <laughs> it was a very successful operation. He went back home, back to God. It's all went back home, back to God. It's just a matter of time. Hmm? So this is the, this is the nature hmm, of the Lord. So we know even putting on the lap, who else was put on the lap? In Bhagavatam, 10 canto, someone else also was put on the lap. Do you remember? But yes, here demon is on the lap. Here, right? Demon is on the lap of Narasimhadev. But in the 10th canto, the Lord himself is on the lap of someone. Eh? Yashoda, but that is a very loving dealing. But it's very contrasting dealing. What is that? Exactly, Putana, right? So Krishna was on the lap of Putana. So they are also very interesting. Anantam aropitam angamantakam. <laughs> It's mentioned in the 10th canto in the 6th chapter. It is very interesting how it is mentioned that Balagraha Statra Vichinvati Shishun Balagraha who the Putana is addressed as Balagraha. Balagraha means one who is, it's like a graha in 
in Vedic astrology, we understand everyone's life is controlled by Graha or the planet. There are different planets which can influence. So, Putana is addressed as Balagraha. Balagraha means she was capturing all the Bala. She was capturing all the kids and she wanted to kill. So, that was her nature. And then what happened? She came. When she came, Krishna closed his eyes. Krishna closed his eyes and then she anantam aropitam angamantakam. She placed Krishna on her lap. And it is mentioned antakam. Who he placed? Antakam. What is the meaning of antaka? The killer, assassinator. So her desire was completely opposite. She wanted to kill who is going to kill her? It's already decided who is going to kill her. He is the Antaka. Who? Krishna is the Antaka. Generally for devotees, you won't find such kind of words glorifying Krishna. Here for demons, yes, she is the, he is the Antaka. So Antaka, so he, the dichotomy here is uh, she wanted to kill her own killer, her own assassinator. He's going to kill her, but she wanted to kill Krishna, which is not possible because Anantam. He's Ananta. He's unlimitedly powerful. He's Ananta. And so, somebody who is infinite, how can a demon kill? Not possible. So, Anantam, Aropitam, Ankam, Antakam. Ankam means on the lap. So, she placed Krishna on her lap. And the analogy is given what is a simile is given yadhorugam suptam abuddhi rajyudhihi uragam uragam means like a snake and suptam uragam meaning sleeping snake who is the sleeping snake who is the sleeping snake in this simile no in this Pudana pastime who is the sleeping snake it's a bit counterintuitive, but who is sleeping snake? Eh? Who? There are only two personalities here so far we have described, so one of them must be the sleeping snake. Krishna. Krishna is addressed as a sleeping snake, just like the sleeping snake. Yadhorugam suptam abuddhi rajudhi. Who is this? Rajudhi. Rajudhi means, Raju means rope. Rajudhi means one who thinks that a sleeping snake is a rope. So very foolish person who considers a sleeping snake to be a rope. So, so that person can take this, that sleeping snake and put on the lap thinking it is just a rope. So this was the mentality of Putana. Putana thought Krishna is just an ordinary child. Hmm? Because he concealed his potencies. Hmm? He, he concealed his potencies. Hmm? So, what happened? He thought it's like, a, so Krishna is compared to a sleeping snake. And Pudana, a foolish woman. Just thinking a rope, a snake to be a rope and put on her lap. So this is the, so here we can see when it comes to dealing between Krishna and the demon or the demoness, the, the analogies are not so good. If you are going to sleep, we don't compare Krishna to sleeping snake. <laughs> but yes, for a demon, Krishna is a sleeping snake. 
as it is said, uh, for the time, for a devotee, death is Krishna. For a devotee, death is Krishna. And for a demon, death is, it's a Kala Sarpa. It's like the Sarpa which is going to bite and kill. And it is ferocious and it can inflict a lot of fear. So that is the case of here Putana. Putana later, she becomes completely bewildered and was in intense pain. So here we can see that kind of thing. So here we can see that and for her also, she also got the position of a nurse as we know. So here always touch of the Lord is very, very auspicious. And that's why it is mentioned by Madanga Sparshanena. Madanga Sparshanena Anka. So Madanga Sparshanena. Sparshana just by the, just by my touch this demon has purified. Hmm? So then, even the Lord's personal touch is there, and also there is the personal touch of Krishna's holy name. Here it is, Madanga Sparshanena, there is a Sachinan in the form of the Lord, touch Hiranyagashipu, but there is a touch of the holy name also. That is also Satchidananda. There is no difference between the Lord and the Holy Name. Abhinnatvam, Nama Namino. So, on a daily basis, what we had to do, we need the touch by the Holy Name. Hmm? Our tongue has to be touched by the Holy Name. We had to chant Krishna's names, known different from Krishna. That Holy Name has to touch the ears. And that holy name has to go into our consciousness. It has to touch our heart. This is chanting. The chanting is not simply vibrating the sound and we don't hear. No. It's a connection. The, the, the tongue is touching the holy name. And the ears are touching the holy name. And the heart is touching the holy name. And then we can experience Krishna. We can experience the presence of Krishna to the degree or the purity that we have, to the sincerity we are chanting, we can experience the presence of the Holy Name. So this is very important for a sadhaka. Having chanting, getting this touch of Krishna. That's why it's mentioned, place the Holy Name on the tongue. Many times the instruction is given, place the Holy Name on the tongue. Just touching, that is touching the Holy Name of the tongue. And we can find how it is powerful. Hmm? Jihua. Jihua is the tongue. Otherwise, what is the use of the tongue? Jihua sati dardri geva suta na chopagaya turugaya gatha. Second kind of Bhagavatam says. Jihua asati. If the holy name is not touching the tongue, then that tongue, tongue is considered useless. Dardri geva suta. Dardrika. It means it is the tongue of a toad, of a frog, a frog's tongue. What is the use of the frog's tongue? Frog is croaking and it is attracting what? Snake. Only snake. <laughs> it's only attracting snake, nothing else. Meaning the painful death is simply approaching for a known devotee. For a devotee, no, it, it's a death. It, uh, death is Krishna. Hmm? Death is Krishna. So devotees don't see otherwise. So that's the difference. So here, the instruction is that touch of the Lord. That's we are seeking. Touch of the Lord. Being a sadhaka, touch of the Lord by chanting Krishna's names. And if we, if we get Brahman initiation, if we go to the altar, we can touch the Lord's, Lord's feet. 
So we can do, we can definitely touch the Lord's body. So it is not something which is uh, unreachable or you know just theoretical, no. We can touch the Lord, if Brahman initiation one can touch, one of the items of bhakti is touching the Lord's feet. One can touch the Lord's feet and it is very purifying. So even the Lord himself instructs Uddhava in the 11th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam about this. That one can go to the Lord, one can actually, you know, bahubhyam chaparasparam, hold with bahubhyam, with both the hands, hold together. Prapannam pahimamisha bhitam mrityu graharnavat. And one can pray to the Lord, one can hold the Lord and one can put the forehead at the feet of the Lord and one can pray. What is that? Prapannam bhitam mrityu bhayarnavat. I am actually fearful about the cycle of birth and death. So kindly protect me. So that is the prayer of the devotees. And it is good to have that fear about the material existence. Healthy fear. And then we can approach the Lord. So this is one of the items of deity worship as well. So in conclusion, in this verse, we heard the instruction of Narasimha Devi to Prahlad Maharaj to do the proper Shraddha ceremony for his departed father even though he is God purified. Similarly, we may do that if it is culturally required, but at the same time we shouldn't think that it is necessary for purification. It's not necessary. None of these family rituals are not necessary for a devotee or even a devotee child. Not required. For example, the Upanayana Samskara, not really required. One doesn't have to make a big deal of it. It's not really required. But if, does, if, if there is a need from the family and the culture, do it. That's it. Similarly, uh, Antyeshti and other ceremonies, if you want to do, we can do in a devotee way. In, in the Vaishnava association, using the Vaishnava f- uh, priest who follows Srila Prabhupada, that is the ideal. We don't need to really go here and there and do all these kind of rituals. Not required. In India, if we had to do something, if there is a family is there, extended family is there, we can do. Otherwise, we don't need to do. We can do the simple thing and leave it. Australia, there is no need to do much. Do the simple thing and that's enough because devotees understand chanting the holy name and the association of the devotees is the most powerful and that's it. And if you think anything else is required for the departed soul, we are deviating from pure devotion service. So there, the explanation is from Jnana Karmadi Anavardam. There Karmadi, Karma, that is, includes this. Acharya specifically explains about the Shraddha ceremony. So devotees have to be quite mindful and careful about this because many of our relatives, you know, our own near and dear, they leave this world and that is the nature of this world. And about the Angas Parsha, that is the touch of the body, the touch of the body is purifying. And we have the opportunity to be touched by the Lord in the altar or by the holy name. And, and here the mood is to set the good example for everyone. And the same mood, we can preach Krishna consciousness now and especially distributing books of Srila Prabhupada. And I stop here. Is there any questions or comments? Hare Krishna. Yes, Sivya. 
Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the live class. Prabhu, you mentioned we should follow the rituals, not just because of devotional service, but because of society. But sometimes we see even society tells us to do so many rituals and brothers like Navratri and then it becomes never ending. So where do we draw a line? I mean, where, uh, what, how do we know like which one we should follow and which one should we not follow? Yeah, so we don't follow everything that the karmis are doing but certain things are very sensitive navaratri if you follow or not they don't care so much you can tell we are following navaratri by chanting Hare krishna every day 16 rounds that's enough they can understand we go to the temple we chant that's the way we do navaratri or any festival do, do we stop chanting 16 rounds no so we have our own way of doing things that is fine but there are sensitive things like once on immediate relative passes away from this world. It's very sensitive. That time everyone look upon our activities, how we behave, what we are doing, are we doing the rituals. So in sensitive times, we have to be careful. That's the point. So if we had to do some ceremonies, we may do it. But if not, not required. So there's a fine line. Thank you. Thank you. Any other questions? Yes, Prabhu. Prabhu, this um, Shraddha ceremony, um, what is mainly involved is Vishnu worship and offering uh, uh, Vishnu Prasad to the forefathers. So in that context, can we view that as a Bhakti Yoga or uh, even then we have to be? Yeah, the issue is, it, uh, in many times, it may not be just that. Because we know, I have done Shraddha ceremonies, it, it is all over. In essence, we know, after coming in touch with, touch with Srila Prabhupada's books, we know that Shraddha ceremony is offering Vishnu Prasadam to the forefathers. But that's not the case many times, right? We know the, how the ritualistic ceremonies go. It is probably there is not even Vishnu many, many times. There is no proper offering to Vishnu also. It, it is a mix of everything. So that's where the problem arises. Whereas for us, if you are offering Offer, we take some Mahaprasadam, offer to a photo of a forefather. That is bhakti. There is no, nothing wrong in it and it is very good. And if we can get devotees and we can do kirtan for the departed forefather, well and good. But that's not how usually Shraddha ceremonies function. That's why. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Grandhashimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai.